Greetings and salutations, gamers. Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three hosts from three shows cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by Mr. Joseph Moran, host of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Joseph Moran, how are you, sir? I was really looking forward to you slinging an insult my way, and I'm surprised. I got... A greeting. Very strange. I'm doing fantastic, though. It's been a great day. How about you? I'm I'm doing great. We've got plenty of things to talk to in this episode. But now we must introduce the big brother of the group, Mr. Ainsley Bowden of Season Gaming, who loves when I call him Ainsley. Uh, Mr. Bowden, how are you, sir? Force power. Can I, can I stop being the big brother at some point? No, not as long as you're the responsible one. <laughs> First of all, before we get started, what's going on, everyone? But before we get started, we need to talk about this poll we ran. Because I That's feel right. like it's very important to set the mood. That's right. Um, and probably why Joe put on the glasses to make sure he can see it properly. So for anyone mm-hmm. viewing this, um, here's the poll we ran of who's actually the worst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can see that, you know, Big Brother's performing quite well. Team A, A-team, hashtag A-team. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, see, the thing about these results, I knew that Joe was the worst. Uh, I'm glad the rest of uh, everybody else seems to know it. And mind you, we did count the legal votes. Joe <laughs> is the worst. This, okay? this was yeah. recounted multiple times. Multiple times. Here's we the thing. It, we took it to court. It worked out. It's fair. No, I don't think so. Because, gang, if you look at this, and, and you won't, they won't show the photo that I have, the evidence mm-hmm. that's clear as day. It's strange mm-hmm. because the night before, Luke was winning. <laughs> it, was, it was night and day. It was Luke, does does, does it, that does it. that image say final results under it? It doesn't matter what it says below. <laughs> Look at the poll. One hundred percent, Luke. And then you tell me I wake up and I'm I'm the worst. I'm the worst. R- real talk. It's rigged. You this whole thing's rigged. You can't only count the ones you like. No, no, that's not how it works. That's exactly. I'm listen. I. T- just Real my lawyers are going to talk to Ames? Who voted for Ames? <laughs> That's, That's true. I, I, got nearly oh, no. I got nearly 30%, mind <laughs> That's you. What Thank I, you. Who's sitting at their computer like, oh, Porsche Power. He's yeah. the worst. I'm proud I got nearly 30%. I'm going to work harder. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh, goodness, guys. It is good to have you all here for another Cast Co-op Episode 2. Very appreciative for all of you who checked out Episode 1. We were uh, impressed, pleased, proud, uh, and any any other number of adjectives to go with that. Uh, It was a joy to see you guys in the comments section offering uh, positive words of of, uh, encouragement to us. We really appreciate it. We will be referencing that comment section uh, each episode from the episode prior. So if you drop questions or thoughts on things that we've said in the episode, we will do our best to bring those up in the following episode uh, to acknowledge them. So feel free to engage with us in the comment section as well. This week, though, boys, we've got uh, quite a bit happening courtesy of PlayStation. It often feels like we have uh, Xbox topics of late. It seems like Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass ends up in the news. Uh, Rightfully so, as that is has been prevalent news. But PlayStation and the responses that they may need to bring uh, through the course of 2021 is uh, part of our topic for this week. Let's start with the idea that right now PlayStation headquarters is completely on fire and they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. That's true. I don't know how they recover. Yes, no way. There's can. there's no way the studio with Horizon Zero Dawn, Ratchet and Clank, and God of War could possibly recover from uh, all of this terrible stuff that's happening. That's right. Gents, 
what I'm uh, hearing is those IPs have been sold. They've been acquired. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah. 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 I, didn't, I sh- probably shouldn't have said that out loud because it's kind <laughs> yeah, of dude, insider <laughs> knowledge. Uh, Who's buying them? Unrelated, guys. No, 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 can't no, say no. anymore. I can't say anymore. Let me just talk to the audience. Hey, separate from what he just said. You guys might want to start looking at uh, Amazon Luna. I hear it's uh, going places. <laughs> God of War. Yeah, right. I got my <laughs> subscription emailed about it today, and I'm not even. This is not a joke or planned. I forgot I subscribed to it. I Shut haven't. up! You subscribed to you it. Subscribed I subscribed to it. it. I pay for it. I haven't played it. Wow. You know, I thought your co-host on Season Gaming Dan was crazy <laughs> for having uh, Anthem currency, but here we are. Dan, Dan, Dan subscribes to Luna, now, has the controller, and has played it. It's now oh. making sense. <laughs> Everything's lining up. You two are made for each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anthem currency. I told you I'm, harder. I'm getting above 30%, boys. <laughs> does, does, now, Ains, here's the question. Uh, if you get a Luna controller, does it come with a Konami code on the back? <laughs> That's how you know Isn't you're a real gamer. Isn't that what ones did? Yep. Yeah. What, you know. are you serious? I didn't know that. That's a real thing. Yeah. Remember when Stadia was going to be a thing for like a week and a half? Yeah. Um, and God bless the amazing content creators out there that really tried to pull shows together to cover Stadia. Like really and truly, I mean this as a content creator. Uh, I saw several people around our community that like had Stadia casts. Yeah. Oh, man. I oh, That had to hurt. Because what, what a promising technology that just was not supported. That's right. Goodness. Just like PlayStation. Now they're dead, you know? Yeah. Thank you. You brought us back. You brought yeah. us back. They're yeah. on we got to get back on topic. I mean, come on. <laughs> Casco up will never be on topic. It's, it's our thing. Uh, Joseph Moran, you host uh, the Trophy Room. As of the time of this recording, you recorded an episode last night. Uh, talk me through some of the bullet points of what's going through PlayStation's mind right now, uh, and then we'll jump in and tag along. It's seemingly like nothing. <laughs> it seems like it's like a blank, just whatever you think's happening is happening right like i i have no clue if you know jim ryan the ceo of playstation is the best poker player who's mm-hmm. just keeping the cards that close to the chest not reacting not blinking not even staring it seems um or they're truly this clueless um as to who and what their competition truly is um you know we talked briefly about or we talked in 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 length about how these companies communicate uh last episode and it seems like it's just now a failure to communicate at all with playstation and honestly it's it is worrying as a playstation gamer as a person that covers the platform because you are looking at all these amazing moves that Microsoft is doing and PlayStation just being silent or just doing some un un you know forward thinking moves like you know getting getting rid of the PS3 Vita and PSP stores though old and though practically no one uses them. Let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. So let's run through the the context. Sure, here. please. In the past Two weeks or say since the last episode, um, and Ains, keep me honest here as I go. We've got the PlayStation short store shutting down uh, older legacy titles of PSP, Vita, and PlayStation Three. 
Mm-hmm. We've got the news that previous PlayStation exclusive MLB The Show is not only going to be on Xbox, which we, we had found out already, but is going to be day and date into Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, we heard news that E3 will be returning in, in a unique form, and Xbox and Nintendo are both uh, referenced within the, the, the wording there, so we know they'll have a representation there. Yeah. Uh, and, and there is something else that's gone on, Reese. Oh, um, as games are going to Game Pass day and date, they're also being smart delivered. Meanwhile, exactly, uh, the, yeah. the remotely comparable service PlayStation Now uh, games are PlayStation 4 specific and not being upgraded to their PS5 counterparts. Um, yeah, yes. And then you have Deathloop was delayed today. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, and obviously Jeff Grubb coming out and saying that Kojima, who is looked at as a PlayStation icon, is mm-hmm. working to publish his next game with Xbox. Right. And um, that that is... That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. And for... all PlayStation has announced that I've seen, Joe, keep, you keep me honest because you know yeah. better than me sometimes on the PlayStation stuff is uh, they announced Abandoned, which is a game no one ever heard of before. And it's from a studio that's never made a game before. Yeah. And that was mistake or people thought that was Kojima's next game somehow. It sounds like it could be a Kojima game, though. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we got the Jeff Grubb coming out and saying, yeah, no, I don't know why y'all think of that, because he's working with Xbox. <laughs> and it's just like... Something it's they would have known if they had heard of XCP two weeks ago. Just want to throw that out there. God damn it. <laughs> I'm frustrated <laughs> by that. I literally asked him about Kojima. He's like, yeah? <laughs> well, you should have threw it over to the Kotaku. Nonetheless. Um, or you season know, gaming. Or season gaming. You think season gaming would listen to my show, but then I, I, I do listen to your show <laughs> and I listen to Trophy Room and I listen to a lot of shows, but I listen to them less nowadays because I don't drive anywhere anymore. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's no, that's the I make up lies to tell my friends too, Ains. It's fine. No, but uh, but honestly, God, like I have no idea. I don't think anybody that's knows. It. That's it. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody really knows what's going on there, except you know, people with those inside sources. But even those people are staying very, very quiet. So it's worrying as someone who you know, you just bought a five hundred dollar piece of tech. You're now seeing the competition make some really awesome forward thinking decisions and moves and it just seems like they're all over the map and it's 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 kind of like watching a high school team go up against like you know the nba greats they're just all running all over the court and playstation just has their hands in their pockets it's frustrating it really is let me let me ask you guys this because we've seen playstation are masters at least in the past of building hype. They are experts at marketing and and building hype among their fan base. (laughs) So in in my view, and again, we have to keep context here in that what the things we're talking about, right? The mass market is not paying attention to. We're talking about this community that we're within the hardcore less than 1%. So the scale at which this matters on a global level, I don't know that's, you can't really measure it, but to us, it feels measurable. It feels impactful. Um, the question I want to ask is, what? why would Sony not? I think they could quell nearly all of this unease from the PlayStation community by simply coming out and teasing, having a new tease for like Forbidden West. I mean, literally, that would get people so hyped because they know how the quality of the game is. 
They know it's coming. They don't even have to say a release date. Just say, hey, reminder, Forbidden West is coming. Here's some of what you can expect. Show us some new footage, 30 seconds. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. Fans would go bonkers. And I think that would take that, it would take that, uh, it would relieve a little of that unease and kind of remind people, PlayStation makes fantastic games. The games are coming. We're just in a little bit of a lull right now. Be patient. What do you guys, do you think that's true or no? Yes, no, I fully agree with you. PlayStation's bread and butter is selling the future. That's just what they do. That has been their strategy. They did that with Greatness Awaits back on the PS3, and it took a while to to truly click. And they they needed to (laughs) because they had to put out those games. But once their top-tier exclusive games started showing up, people are buying PlayStation 5s right now for the next Final Fantasy. They're buying it for God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, They're buying it for the games that are not out yet that they're looking forward to because they're promised to be coming to this slate of, uh, of systems. And that's what that's what PlayStation does. And they've not shown any inclination to change their strategy. And you can make a comfortable argument, why would they, if they're top of the market? If they're top of the markets, out outpacing their nearest competitor two to one, if they're putting in the work uh, to get a fantastic single player games and people are buying them on namesake alone, why would you change strategies? Microsoft's hand uh, in strategy change was forced by way of their third place, uh, very poor showing out the gate with the Xbox One, which is admittedly recovered. We talked about that, yeah. uh, and we will continue to most likely for for some time, but. I I very much think that Sony does need to throw a response out there somehow, some way to remind players that they are they are in the running and that they are still working and doing the things that we are sure they're doing, but that there's not um, evidence of at the moment. PlayStation should remember that they are not Nintendo. They're they are, in my opinion, the best game makers in the first party industry right now, but they're not Nintendo and Nintendo Nintendo trades in nostalgia. PlayStation is almost to that point, but not quite. So they need to to keep the hardcore in mind so that these news stories are not constantly Game Pass takes away exclusive. This game goes to Game Pass. Xbox buys this studio. It's constantly good news for Xbox right now. Uh, the the one bad news for Xbox was when they raised PlayStation or Xbox Live Gold and then nixed it nine hours later. Not even a 24-hour news cycle and it was out. So they need some goodwill. And we won't talk about that Twitch show. <laughs> Which was Twitch, by the way. That's the weirdest thing. I know, I know. But that's I just a don't bad want to talk look about for it. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it pains me to talk about it. So it, here's the thing um, I, I think Sony has tried to have those announcements. Like, I honestly think when they're, um, I think it was like around the time Xbox bought or, or the deal went through with Bethesda, uh, PlayStation's like, take a look at our headset. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. take a look at the future of VR. This is a blog post that just has the Sony symbol. And then the week <laughs> after that's like, look at these controllers. Aren't these wild after you know Xbox pulls uh, some type of move? And you know, then you have like Jade. Oh, I think Jade Raymond announcement was around the, the week after Xbox bought Bethesda. So like you see that PlayStation tries to take attention away by just throwing these random articles out there or random blog posts. But like, uh, I like what Kyle said on the trophy room plug that he's like, but how many people are actually reading those blog posts? Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you six or seven people. They're <laughs> at, least, at least nine. Yeah, I, can, I can tell you from a, a site 
management standpoint, they don't hit hard at all. Yeah. So it's just, it, it is, I think it's, it's Sony did not calculate this type of competition on the Xbox side in terms of like, usually when you, you, you put out a console out there, the first year is always a little slow. Uh, you let your, you know, launch lineup kind of take a lot of the, the, the highlight or spotlight, um, your third party deals that you've made. And you usually it's kind of like mums the word until E3 and then the hype cycle for the holiday, you know, games come out. That's usually it. And so that's what kind of PlayStation is doing. They're just playing by the, by the rule book that's been passed down from literally generation to generation. <laughs> and Xbox is like, we can't do that because we don't have that first party lineup that PlayStation does. We're building it. It's happening, but we need to be more agile. And I think that's what you see the social teams and just Xbox in general as of late, just throwing up the body punches. You know? it, I was just going to make a boxing it's reference. It's the equivalent of a championship boxer underestimating his opponent and walking into a ring and getting punched in the mouth. Yeah. That's what's happening in front of our eyes. It's and it doesn't mean the champ's going to fall. It doesn't mean the champ's dead. It just means that he's he's waking up right now, like didn't expect that level of aggression out of the game. Yeah. It, it's odd because they they had to learn this lesson with the Xbox 360. And then and the PlayStation 3 got punched in the mouth. Always and cycles, X, man. It always cycles. And it's, it's interesting because you can say these things nonstop, <laughs> but really it's the... Uh, losing the fight that forces change. And yep. that is the element that I think uh, plays a big part. Now, I wonder if perhaps some of the the lack of agility in terms of, of social media presence comes from being a Japanese company versus an American company. Obviously, we have our own perspectives being in America, but we're watching uh, Xbox respond with lots of memes, with lots of uh, you know jokes here and there. Sony doesn't do nearly that, and we covered that in our last episode. Do you think that's related at all? No, those are two different social media strategies, both of which are effective in, like, what do you want? Like, Xbox is purely, it's engagement-driven. That's what they're going for, as where Sony is more of the marketing approach. Mm -hmm. You know, company A, B, and C, or Sony scouting out studios that they want to highlight and then paying money for. Mm -hmm. That's what it seems like Sony's more about the, the main, uh, you know, like social media lead where th their personalities really lie in the, uh, you know, PlayStation UK type of, type of like the sub Twitter stuff. I was going to say, it does, whether or not the, the Japanese kind of foundation of Sony plays a role in that or not, it does feel, and I think we talked about this before, but, or at least you and I did, maybe Luke on, on BitCast plug. Um, but I, <laughs> it does feel like um, Phil Spencer led Xbox is more of a fan friendly company, right? Whereas Jim Ryan led PlayStation feels more like a corporate entity. Um, whether or not that holds any validity, it's just how it feels to mm -hmm. the consumer. And it does feel different from when Sean Layden ran that that division. Um, yeah. And Sean Layden, a very different type of person than Jim Ryan. So that's, that's really not too surprising. I mean, direction mm -hmm. comes from the top. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it, you can almost sense it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I mean, you add to the 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 way that PlayStation's reacting or not reacting, I guess, in these cases to the news. And now we've got E3 coming out. Uh, the ESA saying that the E3 2021 is going to go ahead as an online only event, uh, and there will be presence. Uh, there will be a presence by companies like Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take Two, Warner Brothers, Koch Media, Koch Media. Koch Media? I, don't know. <laughs> I got him. It gets me every him. time. But it's Deep Silver. He's always right? got Koch on the mind. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, but that's like Deep Silver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Nonetheless, hey, look, that's a lot of representation. I am red. turning red. I am turning red. Um, so that's a lot of presence there for a lot of big companies of course you have e you have ea who opted out a while ago but they do their own side gig which is just weird every year i'm just glad um, i don't have to effing go to the thing because right? it was a complete waste of time in 2019 uh, it's been yeah they've had bad ea has not done a good it job was awful. Uh, that said playstation's not there They've got a lot that they need to respond to, and, and they don't always need to be one-to-one responses. I don't need the direct response to, to Game Pass in the moment right here, right now, but uh, they will be absent from the all-eyes-on industry element that we know of at this moment. Are we expecting them to do a showcase of their own in the same window of time? They did something kind of like that last year, but they also avoided that two, three-week window. Uh, what are you thinking there? What, what, remember your phrase, not what are you thinking. What are they thinking right now? Ains, go to you first. Yeah, I think they will. Um, whether or not it's like that same week, I don't think really Sony cares about that. I think they will have an event somewhere in the early June to early July time frame, uh, maybe a 45-minute to an hour show that will cover uh, the future of what people can expect from the PS5. Let me say it this way. If they don't do that, I would be shocked. Um, because I think it's an expectation from gamers. And this goes back on the history of people like us in this industry. It's an expectation, E3 or not, that over the summer, we're going to get some big presentations and some big games and some big shows. And we're going to understand the direction of where that company's going in the fall. Um, it would be a, a massive blunder, PR blunder, I should say. I don't know about a company blunder for uh, PlayStation not to do that. So I do think they will. I do think they'll do what I mentioned earlier, where we're going to see some footage of things like Forbidden West, other games like that, as well as a tease or two of upcoming first party games, potentially some Ragnarok, more tease, whatever that looks like, something new we haven't seen before, because they need to drive excitement. That's what we're talking about. And there's no way that with everything going on that we're talking about, which remember, guys, it's already what, April 8th as we're recording this? So e this E3 is only two months away. It's not far. Um, <clears throat> so over the next quarter, say three months, Sony absolutely, or PlayStation, I guess, absolutely has to do a show to show what people have bought into with the PS5, as you guys alluded to. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah I have the unpopular opinion of Boo, E3. Boo. <laughs> E3 sucks, uh, or sorry, Luke sucks. Uh, E3 is kind of irrelevant at this point. You don't need it. Doesn't need to happen. Doesn't need to exist at this point. Um, you know, we, we take a look at what PlayStation could achieve on their own, their own presence, Microsoft's own presence, Nintendo's own presence. They can, they can snap their fingers, have, you know, look, PlayStation, when they showed the Death Stranding trailer, uh, on Twitch, 
had over a hundred thousand people. And that was like announced, I think, like the day before. Like they could just generate uh, generate an audience within a blink of an eye. So they don't need E three. E three needs them. Uh, so yeah, I think we're going to get something from PlayStation in the summer. It's just not going to be at E three because it just doesn't carry the weight. I think the only thing E three does, and I think Jeff Keeley does as well, is kind of organize this set of, hey, you know, this is where everybody's going to be having their show. You can have your show here, there, where, wherever you want it, but you at least have an idea where the other companies are going uh, uh, in, in the summer months. So that's what I think PlayStation is going to do. I think they're going to do the, the summer game fest uh, route rather than E3 route because it's just unneeded. Why spend millions of dollars on a guy that's going to play the flute on stage. You know? You don't need that. <laughs> that was you such don't. a weird show. So that was weird. such a weird show. No. For a great game, weird show. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think they need it. I think E3 is kind of irrelevant at this point. And every time I say that, everybody's like, no, Joe, please, but I like seeing my friends. It's like, I get it, and that's why I love PAX. But E3 is just, it's 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 unnecessary. I've been to one E3 uh, and a fan fest at the same time, and fan fest was awesome. And yeah. E3 was meh um, at, yeah. at best. Uh, all that to say, I kind of agree with you in the idea that Sony and, and Keeley would link up somehow, some way. They te- seem to have a very good working relationship uh, over the course of the past few years. I mean, and I'm not, I don't mean like the whole, like, oh, Keeley goes for Sony, like, whatever, they pay him, <laughs> deal with it. Um, uh, you know, what's he going to do with the Kojima news, man? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh he's, gosh. Has anyone checked on? Right is he now. okay? He's, he's probably hurting. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, I would imagine the Sony and Keeley ties are strong. Sony yeah. delivers on great games regularly, so I don't think anybody needs to worry. I think that Sony needs to be conscious, though, of how much goodwill Microsoft continues to generate amongst the hardcore, because it is the it is the hardcore. Uh, fans, the enthusiasts, and the journalists that tend to write the narrative for the public, at least uh, in the adult ages, I should say, not for uh, younger audiences like Nintendo markets too and whatnot. Am I off base on that? No, but even there, it's yeah. And all in all, three of those entities are all either questionable or, or questioning at best PlayStation moves, or just straight up negative. We're starting to see articles, you know, there was one on GameSpot. It was like, I used to be a PlayStation kid. Now I'm an ex-bro or whatever that article was. Like, I've, you're seen, seeing push, people I've make, seen Push Square publish things questioning. So yes. Yeah. And so Sony can't be ignorant to that. But it is, it is something to consider of what, what the next few weeks or months hold because Sony has to, Sony has to say something anything at this point because we're, we're at the how can I say this we're at this point where you're right Luke the hardcore gamers are the ones that are going to tell their friends what box to buy and mm-hmm. even as a Sony person I would say hey if you like your PlayStation exclusives like your Last of Us or whatever you choose PlayStation but anytime other than that you have to choose Xbox the value is just stupid mm-hmm. and it's like that's that has to be worrying. Even as a, a Sony guy, I prefer playing my games on PlayStation. I have the hot take that the Dual Sense 
is just a better controller than this. I think you meant to say garbage take, but go ahead. You muted yourself because you know you can't defend the dual sense. I mean, there's just no way to do it. Like, yeah, but you know what? And, and think- you picked up the wrong mic. It switched mics on you. You tried. Oh, it did. Yeah, but I'm going to jump in while you are thinking it and fixing that, Joe. Um, <laughs> there's a lot that's happening at the moment where PlayStation is is absent to the conversation. And I'm thinking about Game Pass and I'm thinking about Outriders. Uh, yeah. Outriders, since we last had Cast Co-op, has exploded in popularity, uh, mm-hmm. lar- in large part due to Game Pass, in large part uh, likely because in April there's not a ton to play, and in right. large part because the game is simply ha- has a very fun loop for mm-hmm. those people who really enjoyed the Destinies, the Anthems, et cetera, et cetera. Joe, mic check, say hi. Mic check one two one two. You sound great, You're buddy. Good. Sound great. So to to follow Outriders with the MLB the show day and date in is a big win as well, and the the hitback or the optics of a hitback. I sincerely doubt that PlayStation said okay to respond to Outriders. What we're going to do is put Marvel's Avengers and what's the other one? Uh, Borderlands Three on PlayStation now. I doubt it was intentionally meant to be that way, but it will optically look like that to a lot of people that they responded with Borderlands 3 and Avengers coming to their service PlayStation now. And then for the articles to say, but these are the PlayStation 4 versions. They're not going to get upscaled to the PlayStation 5 versions. By the way, PlayStation now has hundreds of more games, but they don't run that well and things aren't <laughs> as great there. That For that, those caveats to end up in so many articles and in so many social spaces... Uh, I think did more harm than good. If Avengers was your response to an Outrider's success, that's bad. With the caveat, once again, that maybe it wasn't meant to be a response. Maybe it was just timed out to be that way, but optically, not a good look. Yeah. Joe, your mic's back. I'm working. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you hear me all good? You sound great, bud. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're 110% right. And if I could lean this conversation as to what I kind of wanted to talk about is the the strategies it seems out of Xbox and PlayStation or at least what it as we assume their approaches are because I think this I think Sony thought that their competition was Xbox when their competition is Game Pass um you know Xbox I think did a really great job of thinking you wanted this series x but really really pushing game pass on the consumer and at least getting it out there of what this thing is and what it does and marketing it alongside the xbox series x and and s and now seeing microsoft being able to make these big moves we saw with Outriders and then with Sony's own studio, San Diego studio with MLB The Show 21, putting Mm -hmm. those games day in date on Game Pass. Where do you see Game Pass going in the next few months or even, even, you know, the next year or two? Yeah. So I've talked about that a lot. I know we talked about it on our last show as well, a little bit. Um, But, you know, the thing I keep saying, um, and I know other people are as well, is this is only the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it seems weird and it feels weird because it hasn't been done before. We haven't had a service like this in the industry. We've all grown up, especially me being the old dude, 
growing up with buying our console, buying our games and moving to a new generation and rebuying everything. It's just how it was. Um, the concept of Game Pass itself and the mental change for 60, 70, or hell, if you're in Europe, $90 games launching into a service that you pay at most $15 a month for at most, you don't have to pay that. There's cheaper ways to get it <laughs> um, is new and it's surprising. And it's a shift in the industry that people are not mentally used to yet. It's the exact same thing we went through with movies, the exact same thing we went through with music. And I, I asked this question, I think on BitCast Joe to the group, but I said, when's the last time not when you purchased a CD, but when's the last time you bought an album, a music album, digitally? I can't think of a time. And, and I think that's the response most people would give because they either have Spotify yeah. or they have uh, Prime, you know, music or whatever you use, but it's a service. Yeah. And you just expect now, you expect any new album that releases to be on that service. It's an expectation. So do you think, Ains, because the rumors of Battlefield, you know, I was six, just going to bring that up. Go yeah. for it. No, no, I was just going to say, Outriders and MLB are the start. And people should get in their mind now that this is not a, these aren't one-offs and they're only going to get bigger. So when I saw the rumor, it's unverified, so let's qualify it. Right. But I know Luke and I talked about this is that this makes a lot of sense. And I could absolutely 100% see battlefield six launching on game pass for a number of reasons. Um, but without getting into those specific reasons, triple um, a games from third party publishers are going to launch in game pass and it's going to be a regular thing. Just get used, get used to the idea. It's, yeah. it's going to happen and it will happen more and more as time goes on and and the strategy around something like battlefield i was going to ask your guys thoughts on because joe um if we were talking about playstation taking over call of duty a few years back with the ps4 gen it's been a big boon for them they have exclusive modes or skins whatever it may be every year and it also you know the pro league was played on ps4 so there's just a lot of tie in to playstation for call of duty now yeah but what we were talking about was it makes a lot of sense for Xbox to come back situation by situation by situation, depending on the marketing, to say, mm -hmm. okay, if we can secure Battlefield on Game Pass, you then have PlayStation where you can buy Call of Duty, and people will, millions will, of course, for $70. But on Xbox, you get Halo, and you get Battlefield 6 at launch as part of your subscription. You don't even have to buy it. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if you're one of those people that's sitting out there with limited money, um, thinking, wow, I can play Halo and Battlefield for 15 bucks or free, you know, if you want to get into the mental mind games that services play with you. That, How do you beat that from a sales perspective? I don't know how Sony competes there. I don't know how they do either. And I'm thinking, what's the marketing there? If they're able to get a Battlefield 6, which would be a good move, I think, for Battlefield and for Game Pass. Really Me and too. truly, I do. Uh, they're returning back after... Uh, disappointing F Battlefield 5. I love that game. It's fantastic, but it did not land the way they wanted to, right? It's not that great. That's fundamentally wrong. <laughs> but okay. um, I like games, man. We should just do a show <laughs> together. You know? 
from the worst in the group, the voted worst in the group. We're going to listen to that. That's ridiculous. All right. It was rigged. So, we all know it's rigged. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, you're going anyway. to trust the, the, the Dominion Twitter votes? No, not me. Mm-mm. You better be careful. Think you you and you and trusting your you. numbers. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Oh, gosh. So let me go back to my point. If if Battlefield is secured into Game Pass, which, again, would be a very good move for both EA and for Game Pass to do some sort of marketing uh, conversation there, and they're able to time the release properly with enough distance from Halo Infinite, and then they combine that marketing with the idea that in your Game Pass, you get Battlefield 5, Halo Infinite, Fortnite, because it's free to play, um, Destiny 2 is in there, Outriders is in there, and they're able to hit some, some of the heavy hitter shooter cool dude bro games that are relevant to the youths to the young people uh, that is Shut a up. big selling point <laughs> the joes of <laughs> that's the world big... as i call them yeah the josephs <laughs> exactly uh that's that's a really good marketing strategy and you could do the exact same thing with different genres of games right now they've got uh rts games on lock with game pass for pc there are so many incredible rts games they don't really need to market it because it's a niche group but they could do that genre by genre and have a marketing slate for each one. And the shooter one would include Battlefield. Yeah. But the racing one, how many great Forza games are there? Yeah. And then you got the EA slate of Need for Speed, which uh, I'm think, sure seven or eight people will be excited I about. I think sports, and I know we talked about this too offline, but yeah. I think sports is an obvious huge win here. An obvious one. Because Joe, yeah. get your thoughts on this too. Is sports Joe games. Sports. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean the money from sports games is is made on the ultimate team modes, right? The modes where you're buying extra yes. stuff in the game. Yeah. What you need to do that is you need more people playing the game. The Correct. fastest way in the market today to get people playing your game is Game Pass. And if you've got FIFA in there cuz FIFA Ultimate Team would be the biggest one. Huge. Uh, Madden 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 launched into Game Pass pretty quickly after uh, I think 6 months. Yeah, it was it was fairly quick, yeah. and I would imagine that's going to get faster going forward. Uh, they've got MLB the show now, so they've got baseball, they've got football, soccer, uh, hockey. You'd have to wonder. I know NBA 2K has made appearances into Game Pass. I don't know if it's still there right now, but it's been it's been I think in 2K and out 20 of twenty is. I don't know about twenty one. Yeah. Is it? Nonetheless, Xbox has become the place for sports games just by adding EA Play in there. They become the place for RPGs as they've acquired Obsidian, Bethesda, In Exile. I mean, it's it's just wild to me that they've been adding all this value, and some of it is unbeknownst to to the casual user. Uh, and, and many people will stick to their platform of choice and pay that seventy dollars per game. But the value proposition, if I'm a parent, if I'm a college student, if I'm somebody who's just trying trying to make ends meet, as so many of us are, uh, what about someone's grandma? <laughs> Aren't they gonna get oh First of all, the grandmas are going to get really confused. The S, the X. What if it's a? What Ooh. if she buys a four instead of a five? Child? You can see the X's and S's just sitting on shelves because people don't know what to buy. Dude, I like. That's I don't right. know which one, so I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. nobody touches. They them. can't sell them. They can't sell. Yeah. Them. I think. I think the sports game. Uh, I don't know sports. I don't care for them one bit. I do understand why MLB wants. MLB the show on Game Pass. Of course. Like that sport is in decline. They want as many people to play it, get into the sport, get into that game as possible. They feel like they have to have, they have to keep up that ground. Whereas, you know, is FIFA, is Madden going to be day and date on Game Pass? It, it very well. I mean, 
at this point, <laughs> who knows? It's anybody's ball game for real now. Um, but I, I still think. Oh, you made a numbers. sports joke. See, thank you. I, I, I'm with it, dude. Uh, but I do think, uh, you know, yeah, that six month lap. I think the day one sales are still important for something like a FIFA or a Madden, where you know they they make billions of dollars. I think those micro. I, I think like the way we see AAA releases is some of them will be, you know, day and date on Game Pass. The ones that are the staple, like, I don't know when we'll see a Call of Duty on a Game Pass. What Maybe when Hell Freeze is over, but who knows? Maybe it's this year and it's egg on my face. But, like, you know, those stapled franchises don't need to do it because those people, those devout fans are going to go out there and buy the Maddens, buy the FIFAs. And the people that are going to sit on the fence that would usually wait a year or wait a couple of years, well, when you have Game Pass, you're like, Oh fuck! I'll, I'll play the new Madden right now, and that's the 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 rest of the the herd that you're getting in there. So, to me, I I see the Spotify. Yeah, in the future, all games are going to have the streaming element, but like with an asterisk. I just I I, I see it, but it kind of like have glaucoma. It's it's not like working glaucoma. <laughs> I knew I was gonna, I knew I messed that up. You know what I mean? It's fuzzy. I see it. The, the the picture's there. I just don't see it complete yet. But I, it's happening. Yeah, I would say Damn so. I'm a little words. in between there because that, that's <laughs> that's where I've been in that mindset, the same mindset. Um, but I will tell you that they're starting to challenge my thinking, and I think yeah. I think we probably need to start thinking more progressively about what Game Pass is going to deliver day and date. I really do. Um, I don't. I would not be surprised to see bigger titles that we traditionally think they need sales on arriving on game pass, just because of what we said, a lot of these games make most of their money from in game transactions, not the game sale. And the, and if you can suddenly go from, even though you may sell 4 million copies on Xbox on day one, if you can translate that simple math, right? Yeah. Instead of 4 million, you now get 10 million playing it. And that's going to give you a 20% boost on in-game transactions over the long haul. That's a bigger profit margin than your 4 million in sales. You have a higher ROI sign the deal. So my, my question to you, because PlayStation's route is just like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We made $20 billion with a B last year without a game pass service. Things look great right now. All uh-huh. things considering, even with you know them not talking about literally anything, <laughs> PlayStations are still hard to find. We got this question in th- uh, through the Trophy Room plug uh, this week where someone was just like, how do we get PlayStation to show up? Because PlayStation 5s are going to continue to sell. So like, how do we get, do, do we have to have a Snyder Cut like hashtag? What do we have to do? <laughs> That's and the Nintendo problem too. It's like... <sighs> The only way you do it is by hurting their paycheck, by hurting their wallet and not buying a PS5 or not buying your third party games on PS5. Um, that's how you do it. That's how you hurt them. That's that's the only way I, I feel like a company that size is going to matter. Do you so, see that like that the standard model uh, work for PlayStation in the long run? Well, that brings you- the Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. Well, that brings the question that Ains was posing to us uh, in in our notes previously. He was talking about, you know, 
what are the long-term changes to approaching game pur- purchases thanks to game pass, you know, will game pass change the way people buy games. Uh, and that I rest assured Sony is looking very closely at Square Enix and People Can Fly with what the Outrider sales are doing right now. They're, and People Can Fly are watching very closely at engagement numbers. And then Square Enix, they're curious now. All right, we've, as publishers, flubbed uh, very badly with Avengers. Outriders is going nuts. Is it going nuts because of Game Pass? Is it going nuts because of its April? Is it going nuts on certain platforms versus others? I mean, are PlayStation uh, players buying this game or are Xbox players buying this game? There's no microtransactions to be had, but people are certainly playing this yep. game. So that's going to change and, and modify the conversation. It's, it is a cold day in hell, as you said, when Call of Duty ends up in Game Pass. But games like this set the table for that kind of thing. Activision has historically not played well with Xbox uh, in the last eight years or so it's they've been very sony centric and, and a lot of partnerships there and that you go where the money is games like this and the way that people buy games right now will greatly affect how the top dogs apply you know put their games onto different services and what they're comfortable doing Ains, you said it was changing your mind uh and and they were changing the way you were thinking about games going day and date in there mm-hmm. what about buying games People buying games or Xbox buying games for the service? Either or. I suppose it, your bigger thesis of, of the purchasing of games is going yeah. to change because of Game Pass. Absolutely. So take me there. In my mind, anyway, I think the simple proposition, like I said earlier, right? There, there's a long tail to changing mindsets, uh, especially in an industry where um, people uh have like myself even right i still buy physical games i still like having a collection uh we have decades of collecting and buying things but look at the digital penetration start there look at the shift to digital over the last five six seven years whatever it may be right it's gone from you know teens to 20s to 30s to 40s and and in some cases it's above half now right um that's a that's a mental shift it takes time and what I'm saying is, is that this subscription model, now it's a little different in the gaming space because it's one platform. Whereas, for instance, when you subscribe to Spotify, it doesn't matter what artist or publisher or whatever makes the music, you know you're getting the music, right? For, for the most part. Yeah. Whereas Xbox is a single platform or publisher per se. But I think that, <clears throat> I think that as that mindset starts to shift, and more, me, more and more people realize that basically Game Pass, for just lack of a better analogy, is the equivalent to something like a Netflix, something like a Spotify for games. We've already seen that their subscriber numbers are escalating quickly, right? We've seen the engagement numbers escalating quickly. And we know, everyone knows in the world that Xbox is very serious about investments and Microsoft is investing in the Xbox brand more than ever for the future. So what I see there, in my mind, is this continued large-scale investment that's only going to grow to get more and more content into Game Pass from third-party publishers, such as MLB and Outriders. And I think, when I, when I say I'm surprised, I'm surprised at the rate of escalation. Game Pass has been a thing for going on four years or so. I think it was like late 2017. Um, But really, you know, a little slow burn at the start. We talked about this, right? But you can see its escalation now. 
And it's like a snowball rolling downhill, just like Netflix was, same thing. And as I think we discussed before too, and I know I keep saying that, so I apologize. Netflix just invested, right or wrong, we don't know how it's gonna turn around. They just invested $450 million in two movies, the Knives Out sequels, right, with Daniel Craig. Fantastic. $450 million in two movies. And the analysts who know Netflix and study this said it's a drop in the bucket. That's it. It's just what they have to do to compete. And I see Xbox going that route. So when we say things like Call of Duty, where they make billions of dollars every year, right, Activision does, that's probably the example that's way out here in the future, mm -hmm. right, way out there. But my point is Outriders is a relatively small kind of double A to triple A release. It's borderline, right? MLB, it's interesting because it's PlayStation developed. It's not a huge seller per se, but my point being is that those are going to get bigger. You're going to start to see Battlefield 6s. You're going to start to see these sports games. You're going to start to see uh, new IPs from publishers like Square Enix, the Capcoms, the uh, Take Twos, you know, Warner Brothers that will be day and date with Xbox because they can go to a publisher and say, hey, not only will we give you I'm making this up, but not only we will give you 20 million out of the gate to put this in Game Pass on day and date, but we've got 25 million subscribers and we know that 70% of them will play your game on day one. Um, what you can't compete with that. How do you compete with that? You can say, well, the game might have sold a million copies on day one. That's nothing. That's nothing compared to 20 and 25, 30. 35, 40 million people playing your game at launch. Yeah. Um, so that's a long-winded answer. I'm sorry. But it's just this vision of where it's going has already been tracked. It's been tracked in movies. It's been tracked in music. And it's tracking the exact same way in games. It's just that we're on the early part of the tale. Um, so when people say, I can't see this happening, all you have to do is look at other industries. It starts maybe what you're saying is like, and I heard this from somewhere. I wish I could give them credit. It's... It seems like uh, it's it's going to be more attractive to say, put my game on Game Pass than whatever marketing deal Sony is going to walk up to you with. Exactly. Yeah. Because you, we've seen publishers, now they're smaller games, they're indie games, but we've seen the developers and publishers say that. We don't even have to do the marketing. Game Pass sells itself. You're, you're you in a, a company like EA deciding to link up with game pass ultimate they literally nixed their own subscription service and said this is better ea did that that's big yeah yeah and that's my point right it's like okay our marketing budget is 200 million again numbers 200 million <laughs> right we had 40 million allocated for this big game um and we expected to sell 3 million in the first three weeks whatever the projections are right or we can save 20 million on marketing Xbox will pay us 20 million and we'll have seven times the amount of people playing it out of the gate. It's simple math, guys. That's all it is. So it seems like it, it's inevitable that this is going to be the thing. You guys are selling me on it. This seems like the future. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Uh, but where does Sony go from here? Because every time I hear this, it's. And I don't know business. I don't got a market. I got a communications degree. I don't got a business degree. They say, well, Microsoft's a trillion dollar company. They could throw buckets of money at, you know, 
company A, B, and C, buy them out, make a deal with them on Game Pass, whatever. Sony is a $140 billion company. So fucking huge. They can't make they a that service. Big? I didn't think they were that big. I believe so. I could okay. be mistaken. Yes, um, but they've consolidated a lot of their, their... They've shut down things like Vio and whatnot over the last like 10, 15 years. That might be what you're thinking of, Ains. So my my question to to you is is can Sony actually fork over or spend that chunk of change not just building the infrastructure which yeah. we've seen them partner with Microsoft with their Azure servers on doing what who knows um, can they build a, something similar do they have that wh- where does PlayStation go because it seems like you've backed them up into the dead end and they're right about to get Bruce Wayne. So you tell me the the big thing there is they've we've seen no evidence that they're building the true infrastructure that, that we that we would want them to in order to create a competing service. Right. Uh, when they bought Gaikai a long time ago, we really thought that was going to be a streaming future. PlayStation now disappointed. Um, decent service in terms of catalog. Uh, in terms of connectability. However, xCloud has blown it out of the park. I mean, if anybody, any listener uh, of this show hasn't tried xCloud on a a moderate to great device, it is incredible. I'm playing it on my um, new tablet, lay tablet. And it's, it's fantastic. Like it is, is the latency is just near gone. And that was the promise of Stadia as well. I really would have thought Sony would have linked up with Stadia to get that infrastructure. uh, And they didn't. The problem that Sony is going to face, and they're being backed into this corner themselves, unless they're making moves quietly, which we know they're not great at communication at the moment, um, or choosing not to communicate, they're getting backed into a corner. They are one bad game away from really bad headlines. If God of War Ragnarok disappointed or Horizon Forbidden West is a 7.5 or a low 8. But I'm putting it up there as like... Sorry, they're about 80 billion. About 80. 80 Way bigger number I threw out there. Okay, uh, but Hashtag nonetheless, business. I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to sound smart to the people. You are embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Okay, the wizards, okay. the wizards, man. Oh, ain't it's a it's an Avengers reference. Oh, um, you lost me. Go ahead. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, nonetheless, one bad game away from doubt being cast on their catalog. Microsoft, you can make a bad game, and it's like ah, this is a Microsoft game. Um, but <laughs> but if one of their heavy hitters disappoints. That puts a shadow on all of them because greatness arrived and it delivered constantly for PlayStation. So now the headline will be when it drops off, when it's not as good because people don't think of Concrete Genie or Dreams or Kill Strain or some of the other games that might have been good in their own right, but flopped, right? They don't think of that. They think of Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man. If one of their heavy hitters disappoints, then that panic button will start going off. Where's our infrastructure? What do we have to build for the future? How do we do this? Um, and that's worrying because the casual fan that buys and then is disappointed by the Sony game, that changes things. That's what changes the market. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that point's very valid and it's going to be interesting. I mean, I have, let's be clear. I have full confidence that Forbidden West and Ragnarok are going to be amazing games. Sure, so um, do I. So yeah, do I, yeah, just to I, be very clear. I just didn't want people thinking we were alluding to something there. Um, but the the one interesting point, and sorry if I get a little tech nerdy on you for a second um, here, is that the big differentiation between Game Pass and something like Netflix, and the reason Phil Spencer himself has said he doesn't necessarily like that comparison, is because Netflix is streaming. 
and Prime Video is streaming and HBO Max and all those are streaming services. Game Pass is not a streaming service. What it is, is it's a culmination of using their global footprint from a digital standpoint to allow people a, um, a pass, for lack of a better word, to the digital licensing when you buy a game. So it's very, very simple from a techni technical standpoint in terms of how this is licensing works, right? You have your Xbox Live profile. When you buy a game digitally, all that does is attach that game to your live profile, right? Gives you access to it. It's a door. What Game Pass does when you have that on your profile, it basically says any game that's in this service is equivalent to you having bought it digitally, right? So then you can download it and play it locally. And xCloud's a whole different matter. I'm not xCloud's over here because that is streaming, but talking about Game Pass. So the reason I bring that up is to go back to Joe's question that you asked me of, can PlayStation create a Game Pass alternative? Technically speaking, yes, because they already have the global infrastructure where digital game purchasing is in place. We know that. In fact, a, a big percentage of PlayStation games are sold digitally, right? Mm -hmm. So the technical question is yes, and that is a little different from stream. Well, it's a lot different from streaming and a little different from anything to do with Azure per se. Um, so apologize for the geekiness, but I wanted to clarify that point. <laughs> now, the, the big question is, can PlayStation at this point in time develop a Game Pass alternative that is going to somehow pick up enough steam to be productive uh, and develop, to your other point, Joe, have enough money to throw around to secure third-party relationships for that service rather than just timed exclusivity on the sales front, which is what they typically do. Um, that I honestly don't know. They, they obviously don't have as much money as Microsoft. Nobody does, but, right. um, I, I don't know what that looks like. And even if we've heard before that, uh, Spencer has said that game pass took like three to four years of work to build the foundational relationships, the model, the pricing, the distribution of uh, revenue and all these things. And I don't know where PlayStation is in that, but Jim Ryan guys has been pretty clear that he doesn't see this as a model that PlayStation wants to go to. Do you think that's changing? I think Jim Ryan is full of okay, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He, yeah he's yeah. definitely full of he, shit in many ways. But. He says a lot of things that then end up just not... Like like when he's like, no, cross-play, no, it's for the, the children. We're protecting them. It's never going to happen. And then three months later... Look at <laughs> you know it, it it breaks into Fortnite, it breaks into Rocket League, and now it's everywhere. No. So I I'm with you there. It takes a long time. Now you know I, I hate to say put your tinfoil hats on, but we we did we chose not to cover this on the trophy room because it's just too ambiguous, I guess. Um, but cast co-op. Exactly. Here, I'll toss it out there. <laughs> Here, we can talk that, about it. We're full of crap. Well, be, well, because you could tell me I'm full of shit, Ains, and that's the beauty of it. I'll tell Where, you before you bring it up. Yeah. All right, great. Thank you. That they they're moving just some about top to level. His worst title here. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I need to. This is the top spot. I gotta take it. Um, that that they're moving people around. Um, I forget. I think his name's Jim Yo Yoshida over around or John Codera, one of the two um, name starts with a K they're moving him around to a services like um, focus within Sony Corp. It's Codera. 
Codera, thank you. Yoshida's the CEO of Sony. Right. Sorry. Um, so yeah, that they they've moved him around to 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 do something. We don't know what that something is. We just know his pedigree is that he's made the PlayStation Network UX, but also made <laughs> services like PlayStation Plus. And I was talking about it on the trophy room plug one more time. One last time, I swear to God, <laughs> um, that the an excellent an excellent gauge that Sony could look at is MLB the show and how it performs on Game Pass and how that translates to microtransactions. Because one would assume you're going to see, even on that dev level, depending on the partnership as well with Sony and, and, and MLB, what MLB does on the Xbox side mm-hmm. in terms of sales, but also on the Game Pass side in terms of the microtransactions and downloads that that game has. And PlayStation could then take a snapshot of, okay, so if everything just dies out within a month, this is obviously not worth it for us. But if they see something in a span of three months, four months, five months, six months, and they're still making buku amount of money, then maybe they can actually start honing in on what this service is for them. Because, you know, we talk about the PlayStation Now games not being PlayStation 5 upgraded. It sucks. But when the spokesperson came out, they said, that PlayStation Now is a PlayStation 4 service. <laughs> Which is their old system. Which it's is their, weird. It's just weird. So terrible thing to say. I'm I'm connecting dots. Maybe there is none, but I do think something's happening. I just don't think it's going to be like you know. So so Luke, I know you've got some let me just go real quick. It. Two points. It, you bring second. up a good point I hadn't considered which is on MLB, assuming... Now, remember, Sony's not publishing on Xbox. Right. So I have no idea what that data arrangement likes. Those legalities in those contracts get really weird. But it it stands to reason your point that PlayStation will have some insight into Game Pass figures, how many people are playing, how many people are buying microtransactions, etc. But what's going to be really interesting is this is the first game, again, remind me if I'm wrong here, that's third-party launching on PlayStation and Game Pass at the same time, that has microtransactions, which Outriders didn't have. So the the point I was making a few minutes ago about simple numbers, this is a perfect example because what you may see, PlayStation may sell one and a half million copies of MLB on PS4, PS5, and do 10% microtransactions, whatever it is. But if, if MLB sees there's 8 million people playing it on Xbox, 10% of that are doing microtransactions, uh, it's going to outweigh the sales figures like we talked about. It's gonna, that's going to be the first kind of real conversation in the background of yeah. what Game Pass can do for, for launching compared to sales. Yeah, because I was thinking somewhere along the lines of Sony could have a, if Microsoft is the Netflix, Sony could be the Disney Plus. We're like <laughs> Disney Plus doesn't have as much stuff. You could say it's not even as good of a service as a Netflix. But every once in a while, there is a show that drops, whether it's a Mandalorian or a Marvel show, that everybody's kind of hooked to, glued to. And people stay subscribed to it because they know the next big thing's coming. While at the same exact time, within this subscription service, you have something. And again, I know this can't be one-to-one, but you, you have something like a Black Widow where, you know, 
yeah, this is a streaming service. I'm not getting Black Widow for free. I'm still paying for it at this $30 price tag. My thought pattern was, and me being a bad businessman was, well, what if Sony can do something that is along that Disney Plus uh, line of thinking of, we have our older games here, our backwards compatible games, or, or, or you know, PS2, PS3, or legacy titles there, um, make some indie deals here or there, make some double A, maybe some triple A moves. And then when it comes to our exclusives, we don't necessarily, because we know the product's pure, <laughs> that we could say, hey, instead of spending 70 bucks on Returnal, it's 40 bucks if you're this PlayStation Plus Platinum member. I think that is a is a good in-between, a buffer, as you will. And Sony, if you're listening, uh, I trademarked it, cut me a check. We can discuss after the show. <laughs> but that's that's what I my well, dumb brain's at. It's not dumb. We've seen Luke, I promise you, you you'll get you'll get to talk here in the next 20 minutes or so. <laughs> this is the achievement hall. With uh, <laughs> all I was gonna say is we've seen these in-between attempts at that. EA play was one, EA access, right? That was that entry-level play at this. Ubisoft Plus is a bigger play at it with a portfolio dedicated to one publisher, right? Only on PC, of course. Um, but we've seen that. So I, I don't think you're far off. All right. Okay. See, look at me, Luke. I'm pretty smart. What say you? <laughs> That's a dumb idea. Now, why, um, am I, why am I the judge of what's smart? I make you're the responsible one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're our the designated driver. Yeah, our chat is constantly, guys, make sure you do this. I mean, you do this. Like, yes, sir. Okay. Drink your water. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking water to damn hydrate. Um, I I have a couple of thoughts there. The in-between model, I'm not sure does work. Joe, I remember we've seen uh, at various points in the gaming industry, games will be half off for the first week they're out or something like that. And I don't know that those have paid dividends. That's anecdotal memory based. So I don't have the data in front of me and I could be wrong, um, but I don't feel like that has worked to do anything other than devalue the game. Mm-hmm. That said, I think pay- PlayStation plus subscribers should get uh, may PlayStation PlayStation plus is such a good service. You have the instant game collection on uh, PlayStation 5. That's fantastic. Something that I advocated uh, Games with Gold do. You have great games that enter into the service regularly, which trounce Games with Gold and make Game Pass uh, nearly compete with Game Pass. Not quite, but but you know it's a good service. How about the Games with Gold April lineup, guys? Uh, Dark Void has Troy Baker in it, guys. Um, <laughs> there's a thing. If that was your one selling point, you just turned me more off of it. So, <laughs> I got nothing, dude. That didn't work. I'm not going to sell anybody games in Gold this week. Um, anyway. N- nonetheless, the point I'm making is maybe simply just adding value to PlayStation Plus. You know, making that the, the thing. Raise the amount of games or cycle third-party games through your instant game collection. Uh, and, and make that the place to be and then discount your games. Returnal does not look like a $70 game to me. It looks like a dope game that I'm super excited to play, but $70 just feels like it needs to be Ragnarok. It just feels like that. Um, I am just, I know, same. I'm so, so curious to find out this Outriders info. I want the Benji Sales tweet. I want the Kotaku article. I want the info on Outriders because that game is, you and I like it a lot. We just started cross-playing it, but you started that on Game Pass and that, we're having a ball with it, but I really want to just see the comparative numbers because the Steam concurrence are just out, out of this world. 
but the console space is is what I'm especially curious. They were about. out of this world for a few days. Gabe's dead, man. Gabe's dead. Oh, it's dead. It's not dead. Is it dead? No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's is it really? Game if ain't said it. Oh, you know <laughs> what? That's week. huge news. Let's put that in all caps in the title right. of this video. Okay. Um, really and truly, check check it. If anyone's available to check it right now, go for it. A week. It. One um, more week. More week, <laughs> maybe, but I mean, they've got more packs coming to incentive to thank players for diving in. Right. They've got the, the 18 million uh potential customer base in Game Pass. I yeah. mean, that's a good thing. Culture. I, I do want to better, go, but yeah, go ahead. Anthem was more fun, yeah. I do like Anthem a lot. <laughs> I can't <laughs> want to fight him, but I love flying around in Iron Man. So yeah. Um, I want to go back to the this is a long past joke, but it just it made me think about it. you remember when you said. Uh, the whole Jim Ryan. Well, you know, you can play Borderlands three, whatnot. It's a PlayStation Four service. That reeks of Don Matrick talking to Jeff Keeley. Oh, well, we've got a system for them. It's called the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Oh yeah. And Jeff yeah, Keeley yeah, just yeah. kind of looking at him like, "What are you saying?" God, I would pay money for an alternate timeline where yeah. Jeff Keeley's asking Jim Ryan. Yeah. that question uh, or whoever at Sony, and he says, "Well, yeah, but that's a PlayStation Four service." And he's just like, so stick with PlayStation 4, huh? Again, it feels corporate. He feels, feels he doesn't corporate. feel like a gamer. He feels disconnected from his core audience. Um, and that, in my opinion, has never really worked well. The people, if you look at who are truly respected across the industry as like these big three leaders, you look at like uh, Awada, right, for Nintendo. And you look at even Reggie to a degree for uh, Nintendo as well. Um, you look at people like Ken Lobb or some of the people that led uh, the Xbox 360 at the time, which really kind of came out and led that generation. Or, um, you know, who is the guy? I always forget the, you look at, you know, Shuhei's awesome, right? But there was the guy in the PlayStation 3 era. Um, okay. Kevin Bowie. Bowie. Okay. There you go. So that might be him. I don't know. I couldn't remember his name. But he, my he was like the, the, the spokesman, the but like the character. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's yeah, just personable. Yeah, and Sean Layden is just a personable guy. He just, when he spoke, you wanted to sit there and you wanted to listen. Um, Jim Ryan, he starts to speak and you're like, wow, I could really punch this guy in the face right now. I don't even know why. He hasn't offended me. I just feel like <laughs> punching him in the face. You just um, know, like, yeah, you just know he is. He doesn't wear his mask. He, he doesn't wear his mask. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's in those rallies. Like, he, yeah, he gives me that that type of vibe. He yeah. really does. It's It's impersonal. Between, yeah. between and, and, and that could not be neither here nor there but if he's not going to be the personal guy for god's sake stop putting him out in front get someone yes. who can be the personal guy put out yoshida put out yoshida's awesome you. everyone yeah. loves you like put him out there like you know you could have someone put out herman holes he's very attractive put him up in there <laughs> and just have him have him talk have a developer talk to gamers about games yeah. and i think well, and i'm googling herman holst right now. yeah you're gonna see you'll be like oh wow striking he's striking i mean he's all right okay i sense jealousy i can <laughs> it's it's 2021 it's the hair man you know <laughs> it's, it's the, the hairline <laughs> so like yeah no it, you put oh someone my. out there i get it but at, <laughs> oh luke are you bothered oh luke's desk just went up a couple inches <laughs> solid six six and a half <laughs> uh. nonetheless guys i i think you're right it's it feels impersonal um but like getting back to the 
to the topic at hand, it, it is worrying. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It is it is worrying as a PlayStation gamer. I'm now looking at the next five years going, yeah, 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 yeah. God of War is going to be great. Horizon is going to be great. I have no doubt in my mind. Whatever Naughty Dog is going to do, it's going to be awesome, right? Yeah. But this the the deals the service point is unmatched and yeah. sony needs to come out there and 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 have just something offer us something and uh, yeah it it does feel when we're talking about playstation now it does feel very like you know um, it feels old it feels old but at, at the same exact time when jim ryan's like yeah listen this game pass model is not us but wait a year <laughs> you know, we have something for you in the next year. So I'm hoping that's what it is, but it is a worrying sign because at the end of the day, the thing that I don't want, it's an irrational fear because it will probably never happen, is that we have Love one too. Fuck you. We have that <laughs> lopsidedness yet again, where it's just like the market leader is just it, it is what it is. And there's no innovation at that point because there's no competition and it just builds stagnation. And that's the thing that I'm, that I'm kind of fearful of. And I know I sound like, you know, the typical PlayStation gamer is like, yeah, game pass is great now, but, uh, you know, uh, wait till what it's happens 30 bucks 23 studios make games. <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing is like, just wait until all these studios are making games. And I get it. You hear that in a lot of Xbox shows, but honestly from a PlayStation guy, and I don't even care that much about Bethesda. Wait until all those games are starting to just. That's what I mean. This is the beginning. Yeah. This is the beginning. And if I'm Sony, I'm like, okay, I got a, I got time. Start the, you know, start the meter, but I don't got much. So let's get something I out here. I do think you're right to go back all the way to your original question of does Sony need something? I think the answer is yes. And I would agree with you. It doesn't have to be game pass, but they need something. Um, they can't be, they, the model they have today as good as PS plus is, um, you know, and we, and I think many of us have talked about how good PS plus is, but to think it's not being outshined greatly by game pass, which is only going to get better. As we keep saying, they, they can't rely on that for the next years to come. One last question, mini question. Uh, I, I got this thread on the Twitter. Um, that's what the kids call it. Why doesn't Nintendo get the same flack? They don't have their own service. They, so they oh, do I'm from sorry. they do from me, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm one person who means nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I've talked about this at, at length. I know I've talked about it on BitCasts before, on many different shows. Well, they... They trade in nostalgia. They make great games yeah. often. They're not all of them are, are heavy hitters, um, but they trade in nostalgia and they market to a completely different group. Uh, they are forgiven based on their IP. Sony is forgiven a little bit less because their IP is strong. Uh, Xbox's IP is so weak, they can be forgiven for nothing. Right now, Microsoft has to earn back the goodwill. But when you buy most Nintendo games you know you're getting a quality title. I don't advocate that approach. I don't like the Nintendo approach. I barely touched my Switch, even after rebuying some of the Mario stuff. I don't sure. play it. I'm disappointed with the tech. I'm disappointed with a lot of aspects of it. Breath of the Wild 2 might be a reason for me to boot it back up. Mm -hmm. um, but even then, it feels dated now compared to when it was. Uh, 
they're trading in just different currency than PlayStation and Xbox. And that's okay. But to say they don't get flack is a misnomer. They do get flack. They get a lot of flack. It's a matter of where you are, the ecosystem that you're curating on your socials. Uh, and who cares? I could not, I mean, I, I don't care about Nintendo stuff one bit anymore. I just don't. Unless you're I, making Mario Strikers or Metroid, make something new. Yeah, I think that's the point is that the gaming market is so vast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and many of us have made this point. If one does good, you know, does well, the other, it doesn't mean the other's dead. Um, the gaming market is so vast that the Nintendo audience is just a completely different market. It's a completely different market. The people, the people like us, the people probably listening to this show are Xbox and or PlayStation gamers and or PC gamers. Um, the switch <laughs> the switch is either not owned or it's yeah. their secondary or third system. Um, hmm. And that's just a matter of fact, because the, the nostalgia thing is huge, but it's a different market and the market's big enough for Nintendo to do that. And the other brilliant thing Nintendo did was when they had the switch and they, they uh, effectively created the portable console, they wound down the 3ds and they merged those markets. Yeah. And that market is now one. And people say, how the hell is this thing selling so well? It's reality because to the Nintendo fan base, they're selling two systems as one. Do um, that seven years, xCloud is going to trump it. xCloud is good. Now. Yeah, that, no, no. And that's the thing that I think about, too, as infrastructure hopefully maybe gets better and we make, you know, maybe Internet or like a human right over here. Like if we <laughs> I know fucking craziness. It's broadband in rural areas. But like good Lord. if we could get to that place, then even Nintendo's kind of not that safe as well, one would assume. Again, we're not in that ecosystem. Look like Nintendo's like Thanos, it's not even fucking phased by anything. But like to me, it was like if if you could get cloud gaming to work in in the United States and you can have that, you know, if you can have xCloud on the go, you could be playing Gears on the go, on the bus, then, yeah, I I kind of think there's going to be a point where... On the bus. On the bus. Yeah, fuck. Public go to school. Go I'm on my school. light rail. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, back when kids were going to school... Yeah, I in downtime, I would see them on their phones playing Fortnite. Fortnite. I would see them on their exactly. phones playing Minecraft. Yeah. It, all it is is a matter of being able to launch latency is less and that's less an issue. If I could play Streets of Rage four with touch controls and it work well, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. You know, it's just, time. Yeah, it's just time. Seven, yeah. eight years from now, Nintendo's in a world of hurt technology wise unless they adapt. And that's when you start to see those crazy things, you know, Sega publishing games on Nintendo. We'll start to see one of those more crazy things. We've already kind of got the show kind of thing talking here. Game Pass on a PlayStation uh, TV, a PlayStation system, a PlayStation anything is not far off. It's just not. And there's that's a great. That is so good. Right now, Joe started Outriders on uh, Xbox. Now he's playing on, on PlayStation trophies. He could have played the Republic Commando. Uh, game enhanced for X, 4K boosts, all that stuff on Xbox for years. Got that but, but he got that plat. So you're, you're buying games you could play, not for free, but as part of your service. Mm-hmm. You're buying those for trophies. Because I'm Ecosystem. an idiot, yes. Uh, okay. Well, no, I don't think you are. And and oh, I, I do. 
I mean, you're the worst, but like, Joe, I would do the same okay. thing. Okay, what is it? Amazon Luna? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That. He has I'm zero. It right he now. has zero clout to stand on. What are you going to play over there? Watch, I uh, bet you, I can't even find how to cancel it. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you, they're like, "What are you talking about, Luna?" Yeah. Probably don't even have a What's website a Luna? for it. Yeah. Uh, but I get that. There's a. I would buy a game to get achievements instead of trophies because I'm invested. That gamer score represents my gaming history just as joe's trophy yeah. score does the same thing man ains is really trying to cancel this i really right now. I'm, i honestly thought of a skit in my mind of like ains reaching out on twitter to jeff bezos going hey how do i cancel my alexa thing and, and jeff bezos goes oh what's an alexa wait just wait one second get back to work <laughs> Right. So right at the top, when you go to profiles, cancel orders or digital stuff, cancel music unlimited, cancel or manage Kindle stuff, cancel Prime Video, everything but Luna. They, I'm telling you, they, they're not even sure they have that program anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, let me rope in a question from last week's episode to close out for this week. Um, Addie Alusi, and Addie, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, says, guys, just thinking about the discussion at the tail end of the cast, the value of games. Do you think subscription services like Game Pass will revamp the review of games, especially because of the way that we are beginning to value games? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to break down in there, but does Game Pass, does the competitor for Game Pass, whatever that materializes to be, does that change how we expect games to be reviewed? I'm going to go first. Uh, I do not think it changes the way that we score or we we think of scores for games, but it does change how much those scores matter to us in terms of purchasing or playing. Many people with a subscription service will download and try a game if it's within their subscription, uh, even if it's not 100% for them. It's not something they would buy out the gate, but they were, are willing to try it. Um, I certainly value games very differently now. Um, I've always been somebody who enjoyed swimming in sevens. That said... It doesn't pain me to see a seven and know that it's going to game pass nearly the way it once did. Um, Joe, let's go to you on this one. And then Ains can continue trying to figure out it's L U N A Ains Luna. I'm getting there. Luna. Um, I thought, what a great question. I think it, I think it's going to change. Not how we, I think how we review games is a, Man, what a, a fantastic question. I, I I think back to to my friend Sean Capri when he was on the Trophy Room two weeks ago saying, the great thing about Game Pass is it eliminates the price barrier in terms of like, you're not talking about a game saying it's, oh, this is a good $20 game or this is a good $40 game. You're not just saying, this is a good game. And I think that's the barrier it really it, it really gets rid of is you're not looking at it with the price tag. You're just looking at it as is. And I'm very curious of how game development changes because of Game Pass, how games are going to look like in the future because of Game Pass, because get devs are going to get to see where people stop off or where people get stuck on. So, yeah, I'm a great question. I, I think it's going to change just the way we view games. Yeah. yeah. So I would say two things. First, thank you for the question. So going back to what Luke said at the start of the show, um, definitely write in. Let us know your questions, what you want us to talk about, because uh, we'll be happy to do that. Uh, second, I didn't hear either of your answers because I was looking at how to cancel my goddamn Luna. 
Um, <laughs> that is really it. a lesson. Don't you buy Luna. It. I did find it. I spent, I don't know how much over the past several months, probably like a price of a full game. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So the question, um, value of games, uh, the revamp, the review of games, I think is an interesting one. And, you know, as someone who manages a, a site who reviews games, we're on open critic, we're, we're part of that kind of structure, um, that is counted in that, uh, you know, open critic scoring, as we all know, um, we have a, a lot of games we've reviewed now, I would say that have been on game pass. Uh, in fact, our review for outriders from Steve, who's taken a, a long time because he has a lot of thoughts about it, uh, is playing it via Game Pass for his review. I would say, at least from my perspective, um, it shouldn't change the way we think about reviews because at the end of the day, a game releasing on Game Pass uh, is the same as anywhere else. You can still buy that game. The game's not fundamentally different because it's on Game Pass. Uh, It's still a game you can purchase. You can buy digitally. If you have Game Pass, you can buy it at a discount, of course, or you can buy it on other platforms like Outriders. Um, and so I think the review process uh, shouldn't be changed by that. Whether or not it will is a whole different question, and I, yeah. I don't know. But my opinion would be it shouldn't. We should still fundamentally review games as if um, their value is no different. It's still the same amount of developmental effort for a company to make that game. Mm. That's my thought. Awesome. I did, I, I'm not even joking. I didn't hear fully your guys' responses. So I don't know how that lines up with what both of you said. It pretty oh, much lines fine. up with me. That's fine. That's, okay. I, we're both. I didn't right. listen to Joe's either. So, I was like, all right. fair. <laughs> but I did cancel Luna, guys. I did. All right. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. I didn't have Stadia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's a different topic for a different show. Uh, <laughs> but I will say uh, to all the listeners, thank you guys for showing up, supporting the show, and joining us on episode two of cast co-op uh mr ainsley bowden who loves when i say his name in its in its entirety uh ains let people know where they should be looking for you on the socials if you have any fun projects coming up and uh yeah that's it yep let them know that's it that's (laughs) it okay was this uh by the way i forgot to ask you in all seriousness um before i do that are you um broadcasting from vault 110 or 101 tonight hey ains got him got him (laughs) I know where that 30% that said you were the worst is coming from now. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm with it. all of them. I'm Working changing my it. vote. I'm changing Hashtag my vote. Hashtag 18. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know where you can find me, Season Gaming. Um, we have actually next, not this Saturday, uh, as you're listening to this, not this current weekend, but next weekend's our uh, Big Cast 150, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know, neat little milestone. We're actually revamping some of our graphics, some our, our intro, a few other things. So, um, and we should have some uh, some guests that people love seeing on as well. So, it should be should be really fun. So, safe bet, Luke's not going to be there. Oh, like, did okay. you get an invite, Joe? Because I sure didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> we'll talk about this offline. There's a reason. Oh, yeah, there's oh, a reason. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It's in two we're, days. He's like, yeah, break the fun. news. Well, yeah, yeah, we're breaking it live. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. Um, but in all seriousness, just echoing what Luke said, thank you guys. It's been cool. We've gotten a lot of good feedback on the show. We honestly, I'm speaking for myself. I don't want to speak for these guys because I, I wouldn't, I don't really speak that language. Um, we, <laughs> it's a breakfast club joke, dude. I'm what? old. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't expect to see the response at the level we did for that first episode. And yeah. it's great to see so many people checking it out. And um, thank you so much. It means a lot. We have a lot of fun doing this. 
um, these guys are great as much as I give them crap and as much as uh, Luke looks like a, a fallout boy. Uh, it's still a lot of fun doing the show. So uh, thank you. That's what I want to say. Oh, and by the way, if you're looking for us on Apple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We can't figure it out. <laughs> There's some serious problems with trying to connect yeah. our audio to Apple. Uh, I showed these guys the other day. It's literally impossible. Literally. It just um, cycles us in yeah. and out. You can't log in. You can't contact support. You can't do anything. So if you're looking for us on Apple, it's not us. It's them. Uh, if you want to write to them and tell them how bad they suck. Actually, of the three of us, Apple sucks the most. Yeah. Um, Where's my could, we, could we be exclusive to Spotify and audio? Maybe we should do that. <laughs> but if you if you are watching this, we now are on Spotify, Amazon, and Google. So we are out there if you want to listen to us on audio, and we appreciate that as well. Yeah. Hopefully in the, in the, in the coming week or two, we'll, we'll have everything, uh, sorted out. It's always a problem with getting the first episode out is always the hardest for so many reasons. One of them being Apple, just being <laughs> so weird. But after that, then it's usually smooth breezing or cruising or smooth breezing. <laughs> Fuck Keep me. On this cast. is the guy that gets to do the outro. This is really yeah. right. Joseph Moran. Uh, what do you got coming up in the next two weeks of the trophy room? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just like PlayStation, he doesn't want to communicate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We don't know what they're going to announce. Uh, tell people where they can find you, brother. <laughs> oh, you're just going to sit there. You can find them uh, at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Knock it off. This is my thing. Uh, you can find the Trophy Room each and every Thursday where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. Um, find us on Apple Podcasts, unlike this show, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, you can find the show there and on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And Luke sucks. Did you give a Twitter handle at Mr. Badbit at PS <laughs> Trophy Room? And I will make an at where it's at Luke sucks, and I'm gonna make that now. <laughs> <laughs> you should have made it before you said it. <laughs> it's a Volt Boy. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, the, <laughs> the Xbox Jesus, expansion pass. Dark. <laughs> the Xbox expansion pass uh, has several interviewed guests coming up. Uh, Scott Brody uh, is making an ID at Xbox game and a Steam early access game called We Are the Caretakers. That interview will be up on Monday. I'm speaking to Limited Run Games next week. So the following week, hopefully, I'll be talking to them about game preservation, why their games. Um, their hard physical copy games do not come to Xbox, but they're on PlayStation Switch. We'll cover that as well. Uh, and down the line, uh, there's more stuff happening, which is pretty darn cool. You can find me on Twitter at InsipidGhost. You can find the show YouTube.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass and on all podcast services, including Apple. Um, Joseph Moran, do you want to do the outro? Everybody, I want to just say um, <laughs> thank you all so much for just listening to the show um i know it's coming <laughs> i have made the twitter handle uh, i was wondering what you were doing. Like, What's he doing <laughs> and keep 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 casting keep casting co-op <laughs> for some Co dumb thing you said co-op <laughs> oh no it's keep keep, keep oh shut keep up <laughs> casting that co-op <laughs> that's it that's the one <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha